You are listening to the Live Diet Free Podcast. I'm your host, Esther Avant, personal trainer, sports nutritionist, and weight loss coach. I'm here to help you lose weight for the last time without sacrificing your quality of life to do it. So pop your headphones in, go for a walk, and learn how to become the healthiest, happiest, and most confident version of yourself. Welcome back to another episode of the Live Diet Free Podcast. You may have seen today's topic and not been sure if it's for you, what qualifies as a lot of weight, that sort of thing. I encourage you to listen to this episode regardless of how much weight you have to lose because the lessons apply to everybody, not just if you have a lot of weight to lose. But that is going to be kind of how I frame a lot of what I'm talking about because I know this is a really overwhelming thing. If you have what feels like a really daunting amount of weight to lose, 50, 100 pounds, more than that, it can feel really overwhelming to even get started because it just feels like an impossible task. Like, how can I, how can I ever actually do this? And I want to talk about what that feels like and some strategies to help you stay the course for as long as it takes in order to be successful. Conversely, something that I've actually noticed with our clients who have very little weight to lose is the same kind of overwhelm and impatience, which I think is kind of like the flip side of of the same coin. When you have more weight to lose, you're likely to lose more weight per week, but it's going to take you a lot of weeks because you got a lot to lose. When you are very close to where you want to be and you're already lean and small and active and things like that, you're going to lose much less per week. So even though there's not a lot to lose, it still feels like it takes a long time because it's moving at what feels like a snail's pace. So, you know, if you're trying to lose the last five, 10 pounds, it might be coming off at a rate of half a pound-ish per week. And that can feel really painstaking because mentally you're like, I'm so close. Like it's only five pounds. Some people lose five pounds in, you know, three weeks or, you know, I, I should be able to do this in a month. And when the rate is much slower, that's just kind of like a mind fuck. So again, if, if you were in that second camp where you're smaller, these, these suggestions are going to apply to you as well. But in the examples that I give and kind of what I'm, what I'm talking about throughout the episode is going to be more geared towards having a lot of weight to lose and, and that feeling of it. So we have in, in EA coaching, we have something that we call the grind, which is something, I'd say 80 plus percent of our clients experience. And it's when the initial kind of enthusiasm and excitement of starting has worn off. You're maybe four, five, six weeks into working with us or working with another coach or just whatever approach you're taking, making the lifestyle changes. It's no longer new. At the same time, it's still, those changes still don't really feel like you. They're not really ingrained. They don't quite feel natural or automatic yet. And they're still taking a good amount of effort to do even though they're not fun and exciting anymore. So you're just like not as pumped to do them, but you still have to. We see this a lot with tracking. And I've mentioned in previous episodes that a lot of clients will kind of express an interest in, I'm feeling like burnt out from tracking, maybe I should stop. And and that's when we encourage like, stay the course, keep doing what you're doing. Like you got to get over that hump. You have to be consistent right now because that's what's going to get you to the point where it feels more automatic and easier. So that's kind of the first piece is like your, the, the, the initial newness is worn off and you're still feeling really far from your goal. Maybe you've lost, you know, the first five, 10, 
15 pounds. But when you're thinking about that bigger goal of I have 75 to lose or I have 115 to lose, it feels like just kind of a drop in the bucket. And you're like, I feel like I've worked really hard for these initial pounds. Look how far I still have to go. I have to keep doing all this stuff for that long. It just feels like a lot. That's the grind. That is when you are kind of feeling a little bit adrift and you're pretty far from the initial shore, which is like where you first started. And you're like, I don't want to go back there. That was, I was feeling really down on myself and miserable. And now at least I'm taking action. But also like, look how far away the other shore is, which is, you know, where I'm trying to get to and maintain. And I'm just kind of here somewhere in between, kicking my little legs, trying to keep my head above water. That's the grind. And it is very, very normal. Most people experience it. It's not you. It's not a shortcoming of, you know, it's not a personality flaw or anything like that. That's just how it works. So let's normalize that. And what I'm going to give you is some strategies to help you stay focused for as long as it takes to reach your goals. The first one, I think, is having realistic expectations. So it's, it gets pretty demotivating pretty fast when you're telling yourself you're going to lose four pounds a week and you lose one and a half. And now suddenly that time frame you were giving yourself to be, you know, 50 pounds down by Christmas feels impossible. Disappointment comes from mismatched expectations from reality. So giving yourself the opportunity to map out if I am losing weight at a healthy and sustainable rate, which is in the range of half a percent to 1% of my body weight per week, not linear, how long am I looking at? And then if I tack on some life onto that where I get busy or I get sick or I go on vacation or whatever, it's just like not, not a focal point that week. If I tack some extra time on for that, how long am I actually looking? Settle in to that reality. It might be a tough pill to swallow that if you're trying to lose 100 pounds and you're losing a pound a week, that it may take 100 weeks. Yeah, that feels like a really long time. Two, two-ish years to lose this weight, that seems like forever. Feel whatever feelings you have about that reality and acknowledge that you're okay. It's okay for you to feel frustrated or feel overwhelmed. And also remember that you get to control your thoughts, which dictate your feelings. So in the grand scheme of things, Meg said something so profound recently. I've, I've mentioned it several times since, but we were talking about weight loss and maintenance, obviously. And she just said something in, kind of in passing about how in the grand scheme of your life, you're going to be spending a lot more time maintaining than you are losing weight. So think about that. Think about how many years you have left with whatever like the average life expectancy is, 78 years or whatever it is. That's just a guess. I don't know what it is. Say you're 40 now. If you got, God, that math, 38 years left and it takes you two years to lose the weight, that's 30, 36 years to maintain. Just that perspective can really help you reframe how long it takes. Yeah, it feels like an eternity in the moment. But when you zoom out further and you look at your whole life, what's two years to get you to a healthy place that then you can maintain till the end of your days? So really bring yourself back to that. Remind yourself that, yeah, the what's the saying about kids? Like the, the days are long and the years are short or something like that. Yeah, when you're in it, when you're doing the workouts, when you're planning the meals, when you're doing all that stuff, it can feel like a lot. Yeah. 
but the time is going to pass anyway. And you could be in a position where you're looking back at last year, at two years ago, and you're thinking like, holy crap, how is that my life? How have I changed so much? And I don't really feel like much has changed. So number one, get align your expectations with reality and do the mental work to be okay with however long that takes. And remember to look at the big picture of, yeah, two years seems like a long time as compared to me wanting to have lost the weight yesterday. But two years doesn't seem that long as compared to the 40 years that I plan to be alive afterwards. The next is to not just focus on the scale. Scale fluctuations are unavoidable. You could do every single thing, quote unquote, perfectly, and the scale still will go up sometimes. You will still have a stomach bug. You will still get backed up and not poop, and you got, you got some extra poop weight that's shown on the scale. You could be killing it with your workouts, feel amazing, not miss a day, nail all of your food, hit your targets perfectly, and the scale can be up because your body is holding on to some water from that workout. You could be doing everything correctly and you're in PMS week and there's nothing you can do about it. You're holding on to some water. It'll go away in a little bit. If the only thing you're paying attention to to gauge your success is the scale and you're already feeling like, ah, I have you know, I have 100 pounds to lose and the scale is up 0.4 pounds this week, not only is it not going to take me two years to get there, it's going to take me, you know, I'm going in the wrong direction. It's very easy to spin out about that. So, Make sure that you're tracking other things. We're really adamant about measurements with our clients, about photos with our clients. Even though you might not love the process of taking them, 100% of the time, you'll be glad that you have them. But in addition to those, also celebrate the other things. Also celebrate the fact that this winter, your coat could zip comfortably. Celebrate the fact that those knee-high boots can go up over your calves now. Celebrate the fact that you're not needing a breather at the top of the stairs. Celebrate the fact that a friend invited you on a hike and you said yes with confidence because you knew you weren't going to be doubled over and incapable of finishing. Celebrate all of those things that are happening along the way because that's what it's all about. And this ties into one of the others, so I guess I'll just talk about it at the same time, which is to not wait to start living and enjoying your life until you reach some weight loss goal. Start living and enjoying your life in the process. And that means saying yes to things. It means pushing your body. It means trying new stuff that maybe you felt intimidated to do before or you feel self-conscious about doing. Do things that light you up and help you see the benefits of what you're already doing for yourself. Your life doesn't start when you see 175 on the scale. Your life is happening now And you're never going to be happy if you're waiting to kind of arrive at some destination before you can start living. So especially if you have a lot of weight to lose and you're thinking, once I lose this first 50 pounds, then I'll go on a beach vacation because I won't feel like a whale on the beach. Once I am in a size 10, then I will buy that dress because I'll feel comfortable wearing it. Work on seeing your value and your worth along the way and celebrate all of those things. Celebrate being confident, saying yes to a date. Celebrate putting yourself out there. Celebrate 
everything. The fact that you can get the dog, dog food in the house without assistance like you used to. All of that stuff is what it's all about. The scale moving is really just a bonus. So focus on the day-to-day stuff. And what we encourage our clients to do both to keep the scale in perspective and to just help them see all the progress that they're making is keep a non-scale victory list somewhere very visible, whether it's a notepad that you keep in the bathroom or at your bedside table or you know in your purse or a note that you keep in your phone. As you notice these small non-scale victories throughout the day, write them down because they often are kind of fleeting where you have this like moment where you notice it and you're like, oh, cool, that's great. That feels good. And then you just kind of get caught up in life and then you forget that it happened and you forget to derive as much pleasure out of that win as you possibly can. So document it, write it down so that when you're feeling down on yourself, when you're feeling like you're in the grind and you're just adrift and you're like, I have so far to go and what have you even done yet? You have this growing list to say, huh, actually done a whole lot of stuff. In addition to that, taking opportunities to look back and give yourself credit for how far you've come. Most of the time, we're so focused on that destination, on that shoreline in front of us that feels really far away, that we forget to look back and see that this starting shore is also pretty far away. And that's, you know, that's part of why you feel adrift is because you're like, I mean, I'm here in the middle. But actually look back and reflect on how am I different now than when I started, even if it's, you know, quote unquote, only 15 pounds ago or only 25 pounds out of your 100 to go. Look, you are different than you were when you started. In what ways? Give yourself the opportunity to celebrate those and to reflect on how far you've come. This is something we do a lot in our on coaching calls. And if we do SOS calls with our clients who are in the club and kind of touch base with them. Um, one of my clients, Krista, who has done one of the previous Spotlight episodes, she was episode 39. We had a call for her one-year anniversary of coaching. She did three months of one-on-one, and then she's been in the club since. And she still has goals that she's working toward, but she does an amazing job reflecting back on how far she's come so far and comparing where she is now to where she was a year ago and two years ago. And year after year, she's making this incredible progress because she's allowing herself the opportunity to do it at her own pace. She is living and enjoying her life while it's happening and also chipping away at these goals. Could she get to a certain weight faster if she put everything else to the wayside, put her blinders on, and only cared about losing weight for whatever period of time? Sure. But she has decided. She has a great grasp on what matters, and she's decided, I'm taking this at my own pace. I'm going to get there. I know that I am because I'm committed to it, and I'm not going to stop. And also, I'm allowing life to happen along the way. I'm going to start doing the things that are going to fire me up. I'm going to start doing the things that help me be active with my family. And I'm going to start addressing one by one in bite-sized, you know, manageable pieces, the habits that have been holding me back. And if you, you know, if she looked at this month as compared to last month, it doesn't feel like a whole lot is different. But when she compares this year to last year, it's drastically different. And she now has several years under her belt of being able to say in you know 2018, here's where I was. In 2019, here's where I was. Every year she's getting better and better because she's in it for the long haul. She's not waiting until she gets to X weight to start doing these things. She's doing it now. And so I know I'm kind of lumping all of these together, but looking back is so, so important. You may not realize how far you've come until you give yourself that opportunity to say, huh, 
Last year, when I was under an incredible amount of stress, I turned to food. I stopped exercising altogether. I just emotionally ate my way through whatever was handy and just kind of settled in. This year, still under a crazy amount of stress, but I've maintained a workout schedule that I'm doing a few times a week that makes me feel good, feel good. I don't turn to food nearly as often. I have a client in particular that I'm thinking of with this. She's had, if, if you saw the list of all the, the things that have like happened in her life in the last year and a half, you would take your things back. She's really had a tough go of it. And one of the ways that we're helping her see her progress is in reflecting back on two years ago, how would you have handled this? You would have gone to the drive-thru. You would have you know, picked this up at the store. You would have thrown in the towel on this. And just the fact that she's now staying focused on making sure she's taking time for herself is incredible. So I think it's really, really important that you don't just look forward at, you know, how far you have to go, but you also look back to see how far you've come. The next piece is to connect to why reaching this goal is important to you beyond the aesthetic or the surface level or, you know, my doctor said I should be this amount, or in order to have my BMI in a healthy range, I want to weigh this amount. Why does that actually matter? A lot of times when we're inconsistent or we have these starts and stops, which by the way, isn't making the process any faster. When you self-sabotage and you think it's not working, it's taking too long, and then you stop doing the things, and then you get frustrated and you start doing the things again, you're just elongating the process. So if you're, if you're hot and bothered by how long it's taking, do not stop because it will only take longer. I'm <laughs> looking at my, I film this in Garage Band and it has like volume, uh, like I don't know what they're called. I don't know, sound, I have, a, I have a producer for this, but um, anyway, I got, I got pretty loud on that one. So yes, um, feeling serious about that. If it's already taking, saying it again, because it's important. If you are already frustrated by how long the process is taking, stopping is not going to make it quicker. Write that down. Put it on your fridge. Put it on your mirror. If you take one thing from this episode, it's that. But connecting to why your goal is important is crucial because motivation ebbs and flows. Life gets busy. It's not easy. Even though the, the things you need to do are simple, it's not easy to do them day in and day out for years on end. And if you don't have an emotional connection to why you're doing it, you're not going to do it. You're going to start thinking in terms of what difference does this one workout make? What difference does this one meal make? What difference does you know, this one day make? And in a, in a snapshot, in the grand scheme of thousands of days, that one day or that one meal or that one workout doesn't make a difference. But when you use that day in and day out to justify not doing the things more often than not, it all matters. And when you don't have that connection to your intrinsic motivation, you won't show up on the days that you don't feel like it. And then you'll, then you'll never get there. So what really is driving you? Why is it so important? You're probably familiar with the five whys exercise, which is when you basically just like peel back the layers of the onion. Why do I, why do I want to lose 100 pounds? Because I want to be healthier. Why do I want to be healthier? Because I'm tired of my knees aching when I go up the stairs and not being able to like participate in things with my family. Why, do, why is that important? Why do I want to be able to do those things? Strip away the layers until you get to the emotional root, which is probably something kind of intense and, um, and a little bit hard to stomach, like I'm concerned that I'm going to die early and not see my kids grow up or not see my grandkids be born or that my quality of life is going to continue getting worse and I'm going to follow in the footsteps of my parents. Like, 
the the core is probably something that's a little bit like ugh, I didn't realize that was that was at play here. So get yourself to that point when you can see how each decision is either getting you closer to or further from that goal. It is much easier to do the the right thing, even when you don't feel like it. The last couple pieces go hand in hand and are to make sure that what you're doing feels manageable and feels sustainable and that you can also find ways to enjoy the process. And yes, celebrating the wins. I I said that already. I mean this a little bit differently in enjoying the act of doing the things that you need to do. A lot of you have had starts and stops, and some of you have even lost and then regained really significant amounts of weight. And it's very appealing to do those drastic things. You reach kind of that breaking point where you're just like, I feel so disgusted with myself, or I'm so unhealthy, or something needs to change immediately. And you want to do like the most drastic thing and overhaul everything and see the rapid results. It's appealing, but you know from going down that road before that it doesn't last. And remind yourself that the goal is lasting weight loss. It's to get to that maintenance and then live out your days maintaining in a reasonable range. So you know that the drastic restrictive stuff doesn't work. So you need to do something that feels like you can do it for a long time. Ultimately, how you lose the weight is the easiest way to maintain that weight loss. So if you lose the weight really drastically and really restrictively, you haven't developed the skills or the tools to keep it off any other way. You just kind of back yourself into this corner where if you want to maintain that loss, you need to keep doing the thing that you were miserable doing while you were losing it. So remind yourself of that bigger picture. Zoom out and ask yourself, can I see myself eating this way in five years? And I think, you know, I talk a lot about the value of tracking your food. I don't mean, can you see yourself tracking your food in five years? I am hopefully very clear that that is not how the tool is intended to be used. But I mean, the foods that you're eating, the choices that you're making, do you enjoy them? Do you see yourself eating similarly down the road, even with, without tracking it? That's what I mean. You, it needs to feel livable. That means incorporating in your favorite foods, learning how to indulge in moderation when it's worth it to you, feeling like a human, understanding how to go out to eat and not totally derail, being able to go on vacation and not exhibit all or nothing behaviors where you then spend the next month trying to dig yourself out of that hole. I mean, learning as you go so that when you get to maintenance, you don't need to be doing anything differently. You've already navigated trips. You've already navigated celebrations. You've already navigated all of the things. And now you have the tools you need to just continue living your life that way. So then the last one is, you know, kind of enjoying the the approach and like the actual finding ways to enjoy the day-to-day tasks. A good example of this is like with, say, meal planning and prep. Most of our clients and most women who are busy and trying to eat well and, and reach goals or maintain goals find it much easier to do when they do some form of meal planning and prep. It doesn't need to be this, you know, hours long 
endeavor that takes up all your weekend time. It doesn't need to be complicated or things like that, but being prepared just makes makes life easier. But a lot of women are feel kind of resentful towards the time they have to they, they quote unquote have to spend doing that. And they put it basically on the chores list. What do I have to do this weekend? I have to vacuum the floor. I have to clean the bathroom. I have to prep my food. And when you look at it that way, yeah, of course it doesn't doesn't seem enjoyable. Of course you you come to resent it and like not want to do it, and you put it off and you know skip it, and then you're sol or you do it, but you're grumbling the whole time. If these things are going to be routine in your life, you got to figure out how to enjoy them. So something a lot of our clients do is think about what they can kind of pair with a task they might not love so that they enjoy it more. So for example, if you're spending a couple hours meal prepping, maybe you're listening to your favorite podcast or you're watching one of those you know, wasted time reality shows that you secretly really like but, you know, don't can't justify watching just like outright maybe you use it you call your sister who's across the country and you guys prep together and you're on FaceTime and you just kind of hang out and catch up maybe you tell the rest of the family from three o'clock to five o'clock on Sunday nobody comes in the kitchen this is mom's alone time you pour yourself a glass of wine that you built into your plan for the day and you have a dance party like there are so many ways that you can add something enjoyable to something that you might not love so that you begin to associate that thing with something positive a lot of our clients don't love strength training, but do see the value in it and like the results that they get. Same thing could go there. Do you have a bomb playlist that you love and you can't wait to turn it on so you can dance a little bit and just kind of lose yourself in the music? Is there a podcast or a show that you could have on the background to just kind of distract yourself while you do the stuff? Do you have a friend that you want to Zoom with? And maybe you don't even talk that much except to like bitch about like, oh, that's hard or, um, you know, things like that. What can you do to make something that needs to be done more enjoyable? And then when you are enjoying those day-to-day things and when it feels like you can do them for however long it takes and when you are seeing how far you've come and celebrating every win along the way, seeing the value in what you're doing and enjoying your life in the process you will stop being so concerned about when am I going to get there? When am I going to get there? When can, when can everything change? When's my life going to start? And you will realize that getting to that destination is just the cherry on top. The process of getting there, the changes that you make to who you are, how you show up in the world, how you think about yourself, how you interact with people, how you treat yourself, all of those things, that is the real reward. And when you put in the work along the way, you get there and at some point you just kind of arrive and you're just like, oh, I stopped making it the only thing that I cared about. I changed my life so much for the better. I am a different person than I was when I first began. And look at me now. Now I can just continue living a life that I love, continue engaging in behaviors that are good for me and don't feel like a chore anymore and ride off into the sunset. Hopefully that's helpful for you especially if you have a lot of weight to lose and it feels really overwhelming, but also those of you who stuck around and might have less to lose and realize that the same applies to you as well. As always, anything I can do to help you in the 
private Facebook group, Live Diet Free. Feel free, start your own post, ask a question in the Q&A thread. We are happy to help you more specifically in there as well as in any of our coaching programs. Hope you guys have an awesome day and I'll talk to you next week. If you like this podcast, you will love the deep dive that we provide on our consult calls. When is the last time you actually set aside any chunk of time to just think and talk about yourself, about your goals, and really dug into what's actually standing in your way? Just that alone, just having a sounding board for your thoughts can be incredibly eye-opening and help you get that aha moment that you need to actually take the first step toward lasting change. If during our conversation, we know for sure we can help you bridge the gap from where you are now to where you want to be, then we'll offer to share with you what our one-on-one coaching experience is like and how we can help support and guide you to that goal. You can book a call with us at estereyevent.com slash call, and we can't wait to get to know you. 